As promised, I'm back this week with the final installment of the Big Picture Business Strategy Series, and today we're getting into five things that will make or break your sales funnel. So just in case you haven't been following along or you missed a couple of the episodes, here is a quick recap. Over the past month or so, we've been talking about the three essential ingredients for any business to be profitable. Those include a great product, people who want that product, and a sales system that sells your product. Well, last week, I broke down the basics of what a sales system is, how it works, and how to create an effective one. But there was a lot more detail that I did not have time to share with you. So today, that is what we are doing. We're going over those details that make the difference between a profitless sales funnel and a profitable sales funnel. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. So the first thing that makes or breaks a sales funnel is something called incremental validation. Now, sales systems have a lot of moving parts, which means that they have a lot of points of potential failure. Now, by this, I don't mean that they are particularly prone to breaking, though that can happen, but rather it's that if one part of your funnel does not work correctly, then the whole system isn't going to work at all. Now, here's what happens to a lot of people who try to build funnels. First, they plan the funnel, then they build the funnel, then they turn it on, then it doesn't work, and they don't know why. That sounds pretty frustrating if you ask me, and the reason that I would say it sounds frustrating is because I experienced it. I built at least three or four different funnels this way. None of them made me any money, and it was only through what I learned through building all of those funnels that I was finally able to build one that was profitable. And I don't want you to get me wrong. This is a very instructive process to go through, and like in my case, it can ultimately lead to success, but only if you don't give up. And it's pretty common for people to give up because I think actually I was a little bit crazy to build three or four of these funnels, put in all the work that goes into building a funnel and earn nothing from it and just keep doing it over and over again. But incremental validation really solves this problem. So in short, incremental validation means that instead of building the entire funnel and then turning it on and seeing if it works, Instead, you build just one thing and then you test it or validate it to make sure it works before building the next step of your system. Now, I want you to notice here that with the incremental validation process, you are still going to be experimenting and doing iterative testing. You are still going to be learning by doing. No one can give you all of the answers. There are certain things that you will need to figure out on your own because your product is unique, your message needs to be unique, and so you need to find the exact right words that work to sell your product. You need to make sure that there is demand for your product. But using the method of incremental validation, you are able to minimize the amount of backtracking that you'll have to do, which will save you gobs of time. This reminds me a lot of something that I've been experiencing recently. 
I learned to crochet recently, and this is actually kind of a crazy little story. So I'll take just a moment to tell you here. So I tried crocheting one time when I was like 10 or 11 years old, couldn't get the tension right. I couldn't make it work. I gave up. I mentioned that to a friend and he was like, yeah, like everyone did, right? So raise your hand if you too tried to crochet when you were 10 or 11 years old. Anyhow, I gave up on it and I decided, okay, that's just not for me. But then in the last year or so, I kept having this thought that I would really like to know how to crochet. It seemed like a nice, relaxing thing to do in the evenings, maybe while listening to an audiobook, or maybe even during the day while I was helping my kids with school or something like that. Anyway, so I've had this desire to learn to crochet. And then just a couple of months ago, a friend gave me a potholder that she had crocheted. And it just kind of like sparked that little interest again. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to learn how to crochet. And so that got me thinking about crocheting. And so I kept thinking about it throughout the rest of that day a little bit. I went to bed and as I was laying there going to sleep, I was thinking about crocheting. And I was trying to remember exactly what I had done back when I was 10 or 11 years old, how crocheting worked, you know, what's the basic stitch? Did I still remember anything? Well, bit by bit, it came back to me a little bit. And I started to think about how garments are put together. So I was just thinking about like, how could you crochet a scarf? How could you crochet a hat? How could you crochet a sweater? Well, I fell asleep and my mind continued to stay active. And all night while I was sleeping, I kept basically dreaming about crocheting. The next morning I woke up and my first thought was, I think I know how to crochet. In fact, I think I know how to crochet a sweater. Now that seemed a little crazy and a little overly optimistic. So I went on YouTube and I watched a few tutorials about how sweaters are crocheted and definitely learned a few things, but also got a lot of confirmation that what I'd been thinking about how to crochet a sweater was basically right. And so I pulled out some yarn that I'd gotten for a craft project recently and my old crochet hook from when I was 10 or 11 years old and I set to work. And my husband was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm learning how to crochet. What are you crocheting? A sweater. And <laughs> now that sweater did not work out. I got about maybe a quarter of the way through and realized a bunch of different things I had done wrong. So I had to rip it all out. Kind of like when we are building a funnel, we build the whole thing and then it doesn't work. Now I'm super glad that I was able to hold it with loose hands. And instead of being so determined to finish the sweater because I was already halfway through, I was able to just let go and rip the whole thing out and start over. Because after doing that, I decided you know what? Instead, let's try a hat first. So I crocheted a hat. It went really well. The hat turned out great. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to try the sweater again. So I crocheted a sweater. And I actually did. I crocheted an entire sweater. Now it's not perfect, but it is very wearable. And I'm super, super impressed with how it turned out. And since then, I've gone on to crochet a couple other things. But after crocheting just a couple things, I have realized that I am immediately the kind of crocheter that I am the kind of cook, which is that I'm not very good at following instructions. I'm really not. I just get carried away with my own ideas. So when I cook, normally I decide what I'm going to make. Then I look up recipes on Google. I'll kind of skim through a few of them, get the general idea of what's going on, see things that I like about one recipe, things I like about another recipe, and things I don't like about either of them. And then I'll just start cooking. And I might reference the ingredient list a little bit. I might check in the instructions a little bit here and there. But for the most part, I'm freestyling. 
And even though I'm brand new to crochet, I'm already doing that, much to my chagrin, really. I actually wish that I was better at following instructions and that I could focus better on things like that, but it's just not my personality. All that to say, I am freestyle crocheting as a beginner crocheter. And what that process looks like is me inventing patterns as I am creating them. Again, this reminds me so much of the funnel building process. You are trying to build a funnel that is a little bit different than any funnel anyone else has ever built. You know, you might be using that same basic framework, but you are going to be having different messaging. You're selling a different product. And so you have to figure out a lot of the nuance of it as you go. You need to figure out exactly what words to use for every different piece of your funnel, exactly the message you're trying to communicate and all of that. Well, when I'm freestyle crocheting, inventing patterns, what I'm doing is I'll decide, okay, I'm going to do the ribbing on the bottom of the sweater, kind of like the hem of the sweater. So I'll start doing that and I'll get maybe a quarter of the way through and then I'll look at it and I'll decide whether or not I like how it's turning out or if I need to change something. For example, just a day or two ago, I started crocheting a sweater for one of my daughters and I did exactly that. I crocheted part of the ribbing and then I looked at it and it was too wide. I didn't like how wide it was. I thought it wasn't going to look very nice. So I pulled it all out and I started over. So now I knew how I wanted the ribbing to be. So I finished all the ribbing. Then I started in on the body of the sweater. Well, I did a few rows. So I had a bit of the pattern worked out with the stitches and then I looked at it and I decided, do I like how these stitches are looking? or maybe I want to use a different stitch. Well, as it happened, I didn't really like how the stitches were looking, so I pulled out that part and tried again. But I didn't pull all of it out. I left all the ribbing that I liked now, and I just started over with the beginning of the body. So then I did the body a different way. Now I liked it. Okay, so I got a lot further. got about halfway up the body. Then I realized there was something about how I was changing the shape of the body that I didn't really like. So I pulled out just a few rows, took a couple steps back, and then kept going. So this whole process is very much one of 10 steps forward, two steps back. 10 steps forward, two steps back. You're figuring it out as you go. You don't have to go back to ground zero, but incremental validation means that you are testing each thing that you do and making sure that it works before you build on top of it. Because what if I had done the ribbing the way I was initially doing it at the bottom of that sweater and I didn't really evaluate, do I like it or not? I just settled for it. I finished it up and then I proceeded to do the entire rest of the sweater. Well, I might love how the rest of the sweater turned out, but maybe that ribbing would have been too wide at the bottom and it would have kind of ruined the whole piece for me. Now, in the case of crocheting a sweater, that might not be the end of the world. You might just not like the sweater as well as you would have otherwise. But with a funnel, if you build your whole funnel on shaky ground, for example, if you don't test out your product idea and make sure there's demand for your product idea before you proceed to build a funnel for it, then you can just end up wasting all of your time because at the end of the day, the funnel might not make you any money at all. And that is why incremental validation is so important. For a real life example of how you would use incremental validation for building a funnel, here's the process that we guide our students through in 100K Mastermind. So first they conceptualize a product idea, then they test that product idea. Once they have a winning product idea, then they try to market it. Once they find marketing messages that their target market is responding to, 
in other words, that are selling their product effectively, then they create their mass marketing materials. Then they test those mass marketing materials. And then once their mass marketing materials are working, in other words, the mass marketing materials are working to sell their product, then they build their automated evergreen funnel. And then once they have that funnel that they know works, then they build an evergreen lead generation system to fuel it with traffic. This whole process takes less than six months and every single student who goes through the process ends up with a profitable funnel at the end of that time. Now, like I said, is there still experimentation? Yes, absolutely. There's tons of it, but there is way less guesswork because they're working through a strategic funnel building system and specifically they're testing every piece of their funnel before they build on top of it. Okay, let's move on now to the second make it or break it piece of your funnel building strategy, which is win-win marketing. Now, when it comes to selling anything, most people tend to gravitate to either one extreme or the other. So either A, they are the sort of person who will do anything to make a sale, or B, they're the sort of person who will do anything to avoid offending or bothering anyone. Most people either sell hard or they're scared to sell at all. I'm curious right now, which of these two people would you identify as? Now, there is a middle ground, and that is called moderation. And moderation, when it comes to selling, is certainly superior to either of those two extremes. But that doesn't mean it's the ideal option. In my opinion, the ideal option is what I call win-win marketing. Now, as you probably know, a win-win situation is one that benefits both parties. And that is exactly what we want when it comes to our marketing. We don't want moderation. Moderation would look like compromise, settling for only making a few sales and only bothering people a little bit. But instead, what we want is to make as many sales as possible and have people love the experience. We want to win as much as possible. And at the same time, we want our leads to win as much as possible. Now, this all started about five years ago when I was working with a copywriter for one of my funnels. And I told her that my goal was to have people like the emails. I want them to enjoy going through this funnel. I want them to get so much value from this funnel itself that they feel like they should have paid to go through it. And ever since then, that has been our number one goal with all of our marketing alongside, obviously, the goal of maximizing conversions. One of the main ways that we apply this in 100K Mastermind is with the webinar strategy that we have the students use. Now, you've probably been at one time or the other on the wrong end of an annoying, spammy, slimy sales type webinar before. Am I right? I have definitely attended a few of those where the person who was hosting the webinar has spent the first half of the webinar telling you how great they are to try to convince you to trust them, then a tiny amount of time, quote, teaching, and then they spent the last third or so of the webinar hard selling you a product that you didn't even want. Now, not only is this 100% not necessary when a webinar can be an amazing free educational experience, it also does not create the best results. Now, I know it's crazy, but people are actually more likely to buy from you if they like and trust you. And you can do that with your webinar by creating a presentation that is highly educational and entertaining and enjoyable to participate in. It can be a class people love to attend and you can include a really feel-good sales pitch at the end and that is going to convert at the very highest possible rate. 
Now we come to the third make it or break it point of your sales funnel, and that is called perfect timing sales. So as with so many things in life, we are given a dichotomy here. We're told we have to pick between either A, live launching, or B, evergreen sales funnels. But the fact is that both of these methods have downsides. Live launching tends to be more work, more stress, and it only lets people buy your product a few times a year. And those might not be the times when people actually need your product or want to buy it. Evergreen sales funnels, on the other hand, generally don't have enough urgency in them to convince people to buy, so they convert at way lower rates. People know that they can just join the wait list or show up on the interested page for your product later on, and then they'll get the chance to buy when they actually feel like it. So they don't buy when you are selling the product to them because they know they're going to have this other opportunity later on. Now, as usual, I refuse to settle for this dichotomy, and so I invented a third option. This new sales strategy involves using links throughout your email newsletters, which, by the way, you can automate those, and these links trigger special promotions for individual leads. Let me say that in other words. Basically, when one of your leads indicates that they are more interested in buying your product soon by clicking on one of these trigger links, they get automatically pushed into a funnel that gives them the opportunity to buy right then. Now, what the system does is it ensures that each lead gets sold to at the exact right time for them, the time when they are most likely to buy, which ensures that you see the highest conversion rate and the maximum number of sales. And we were just talking about win-win marketing a little bit ago. Well, this strategy is a win-win marketing strategy because not only is this maximizing your sales, but it also means that your leads have the optimal experience because they're getting sold to at exactly the right time and they never have to go through a promotion when it's not the right time for them. So they never go through a promotion that they're not interested in. And by the way, yes, we teach the perfect timing sales strategy and exactly how to create these link triggers and how to structure them throughout your funnel in 100K Mastermind. Make it or break it funnel tactic number four is verbatim messaging. So here's a little pop quiz. What words are the most effective for selling your product? Is it the word now? Nope. Or best? Nope. How about limited time? No. What about guaranteed results? Eh, Still no. The answer actually is your lead's own words. What do your leads say that they want? How do they describe the challenge that they're trying to solve? What words do they use to describe the outcome that they're looking for? Saying your target market's exact words back to them is the surest way to write a sales message that will, quote, resonate with them. It's the surest way to get them to understand what you're talking about and the surest way to convince them. It's also one of the easiest ways to write your sales message because it doesn't rely on your own genius, your own marketing savvy, or your own creativity. It is, however, a bit of a process. To use verbatim messaging, you have to first talk to your target market, asking them the questions that will give you the words you need. And then you must extract those words out of all the words that they said. Finally, you need to take those words and plug them into your marketing messages. The process is simple, but it does take a bit of legwork. Now, personally, I think it's worth it because spending the few hours to go through this process to get the perfect words can end up doubling your conversion rate. 
Would it be worth it to you to go from, say, 100 sales per year to instead 200 sales per year? In my case, at least, that works out to a pretty good hourly rate on the time that you put into doing that message mining to be able to use verbatim messaging. So I think this strategy is definitely worth it, even though it's a little bit more tedious at the beginning. All right, and now let's talk about the fifth make-it-or-break-it funnel tactic, which is the lead generation system. There are too many people out there who put in all the work to build an evergreen sales funnel only to give up when it doesn't immediately work. Much of the time, the problem is that they only built half of the machine. They were building this machine that they were hoping would earn them passive income, but they only built half of it and then they stopped. So it doesn't work for them. Now, I'm sure you've heard me say more than a few times at this point that nobody can buy your product if they don't know it exists. And your funnel can't generate any sales if you don't send leads into it. But if you try to find the leads and send them into your funnel manually, then your income is never going to be passive. And more likely than not, you're going to find yourself burning out before long, which means this won't be a sustainable source of income for you. So here's what I want you to do instead. Only consider the sales funnel itself to be half of the system that you need to earn passive income online. The other half of your system is your lead generation system. And this too needs to be a passive system. In 100K Mastermind, after building their sales funnels via incremental validation, as I talked about back in point number one, every student then finishes off the program with phase five, where they build their lead generation systems, ensuring that they will have complete machines that can generate thousands of dollars of passive income for them each and every month. Now that brings me to the end of this episode, but before we wrap it up, I just wanted to take a minute to let you know that our next 100K Mastermind cohort is starting in just a couple of weeks. And so if you are interested in participating in the program to get your own 100K funnel built with our methodology, then now is the best time to apply. You can apply right now at gillianperkins.com slash 100K. That's also where you can go to read more about the program, understand exactly how it works, exactly what you'll learn, how you will build your funnel through the process, and the results you can expect to achieve. On that page also, you'll find the form to apply for the next cohort. And finally, I'll leave you with this question. If you had an automated funnel that consistently converted 5% of your leads into paying customers, how would that change your business? How would it change your life? Think on that. Consider joining us for this upcoming cohort of 100K Mastermind. And here's to your success. Are you ready to finally take the leap in your business to making six figures every year? I would love to work with you to turn your inconsistent income into consistent 10K plus months. And we've created an entire program to guide you to do exactly that. It's called 100K Mastermind, and it's a six-month mentorship that will guide you to set up your strategic automated sales funnel system and fuel it with ready-to-buy leads. Because I know that you don't just need a funnel, you need a strategically designed funnel that's based in sales psychology. And you need a system that's going to send leads into it. Because a funnel without any leads flowing into it isn't going to make you any money. If you're interested in working together to get your six-figure system set up, then head to gillianperkins.com slash 100k. That's gillianperkins.com slash 100k. 
On that page, you're going to find all the details about the program, what we cover in it, exactly what you'll learn and what you'll accomplish, as well as the dates for our next cohort and the link to apply. Again, just visit gillianperkins.com slash 100K. I can promise you this, your business and life will never be the same.